This WebmasterRadio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. Today's forecast calls for 6 to 12 inches and temperatures will only be in the teens overnight, so bundle up and... Imagine, you're planning your end-of-year reports, planning for next year. What are you going to do to monetize more in 2011? We're going to have clear and sunny skies with a perfect day of weather for everyone coming aft on 2010. Warm up your marketing strategies this December in our winter oasis for affiliate marketers. AFCON 2010 Florida, December 8th through 10th at the Fairmont Turnberry Isle Resort in Aventura, Florida. Sign up now at AFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON2010.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert. The story. Headline. The spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. And welcome to to today's episode of uh, Cover Story. This is Meg Walker with PR Web, and I'm joined today by uh, Brandy Shapiro-Babin of Webmaster Radio. Good morning. How are you today? You know, no, good afternoon. I'm really, (laughs) can I tell you, this is one day where I'm excited for it to be good afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, good afternoon. So, so how is everything in uh, Florida today? You know, actually, everything is 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 pretty fabulous. So, I'm I'm super excited. I'm getting ready uh, to have a, a slightly unorthodox uh, Rosh Hashanah dinner. So, uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, people, out, some of my friends will be receiving phone calls from me, apologizing. For you know, <laughs> my transgressions over the past year. <laughs> you know, I I don't celebrate Rosh Hashanah, but I don't know that I would be able to make the list long enough to <laughs> to call. I mean, there would be way too many people that oh, I would need to call. You're a phenomenal, and apologize. You're a phenomenal friend, host, everything. So no 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 issues with you, young lady. But <laughs> very good for those of you that are celebrating. Um, you know, Lashana Tova to the listening audience. I'm very excited. And you know what? Without further ado, because every moment counts, as we all know, and we've got a phenomenal yes. guest today. Uh, very excited. Yes, absolutely. Um, we have with us BJ Fogg, who's a PhD director of Persuasive Technology Lab at Stanford University, um, which I personally like, w- what an unbelievable um, academic establishment. Um, Dr. B.J. Fogg is the founder and director of the Persuasive Technology Lab at Stanford University, where he also teaches computer science. Um, He became involved with Facebook at a very early stage. Listen to this, kids. This is amazing. 
where he was invited to join the development of the platform. Together with a team of students, he created Facebook applications, which engaged 16 million users over a 10-week period and generated a half a million dollar income for the team. In his investigation of the psychology of Facebook, Dr. Fogg has identified a phenomenon which he calls, quote, mass interpersonal persuasion. He is also studying mobile phones as platforms of persuasion, and he is the author of a book which explains how computers can motivate and influence people. Slightly irritate me, but that's okay. Persuasive <laughs> technology, using computers to change what we think and do. Without further ado, welcome Dr. B.J. Fogg. Hi, Meg. Hi, Brandy. Hey, everyone. Hey, how are you today, BJ? Wow, it's been a busy morning, but a great one, actually. I, I, I actually wish I could start my morning over and just um, <laughs> have the tasks already done and move on with the ones that remain for me today. Good for you. Good for you. So let me, you know, from what I understand, I don't mean to put words in your mouth. You, there's like the two most fundamental words for you are psychology and innovation. Wow, that probably, I think so. You know, when I think about psychology, I, I see that as persuasion, the world of behavior change, influence, and so on. Um, and innovation, wow, there's so many great things. We have tools now to innovate like never before. So when you overlap those two, psychology and innovation, I think it opens up a new world and potentials we've never had before. And you mentioned the, the Facebook um, apps and working with my students. Whenever in the history of the world could a student, students in 10 weeks, complete novices, engage 16 million people in 10 weeks with no budget? So that just, you know, that's an unusual occurrence, but it happens. Right. And, um, you know, every day people are using new technologies, new channels to engage thousands of people in ways we never could before. So it's part psychology and part innovation. So, like, if we could you know, either maybe potentially use a, a case study, but for you to explain, because, you know, there are, there's so many, there's tons of different ways to communicate. We discuss all the time um, on this particular radio show, you know, creating a conversation, creating a two-way conversation, um, utilizing social networks so you understand, you know, who your consumers are, what they want, and then hopefully getting them to also evangelize for you. But there's so much going on. And I think when people are, in their own business, it's hard to see the forest through the trees. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. can you talk to me about clearing that path to get from, you know, all people want to do is just get across the street. How do we get them there? <laughs> well, I'm a big believer in looking at behaviors. What I, you know, when I work with clients, when people call me on the phone to pick my brain, as they say, and so on, and, and if they say, oh, we want awareness, we want exposure, we, I, I say why, I push them to what behavior do you really want people to do? For example, here's what I think is useless. You put a YouTube video out there, a million people see it, it doesn't change any behavior for your company or your customer, I say that's useless. Well, it's a bit of an extreme statement, a bit of an exaggeration, mm -hmm. but I push on that point and say, what is the behavior do you want? Do you want people to sign up for your newsletter? Do you want them to... Uh, promote a product to your friend, pick the behavior you want and design for that. Don't have like an indirect design, like if we have five million people watch the video, then maybe people will go to the store and buy this, you know, what have you. Design for the behavior you want. You gotta get clear on the behavior. Okay, so let, let's understand and get clear. Like how does one, I mean, it's like <laughs> peeling back an onion. Like it sounds so simple. You know, I want someone, you know, like for me, I want people to go to a conference. 
that we're hosting. Okay. Meg wants people to purchase press releases from PR web. How, you know, what, so I guess our end goal is for people to participate and hopefully pay us money (laughs) to participate (laughs) in our businesses. So what's the best way of, of understanding um, the behavior of people that you haven't completely interacted with yet? Well, one of the fastest ways is just to try stuff. Let's, let's take the conference as an example. We want people to go to our conference. What that really means is register, pay, sign up, okay? We want people to go to the online forum and sign up for our conference. Um, you don't know without testing whether there are a thousand people ready to do it just with a simple trigger, call to action, or whether you actually have to motivate them in order to sign up. So the way you know is just try something. You know, put out, uh, well, for example, an event that I'm doing, I, I drew 200 people off the mailing list that we have, not thousands, I just drew 200. I pushed a message out to them. I got all the sign-ups I needed. Boom, I was done with that project. I didn't have to, I didn't have to go into hard sell uh, mode because the people on the mailing list were already super motivated. If I was going to a different audience and if I had to work with a different audience, well, then maybe it would be a different solution. Maybe it wouldn't be an email, but maybe a video explaining what's going on with close to a form where they could um, sign up for more information or what have you. So I'm a big fan of trying stuff fast. Mm-hmm. Don't over-design, don't overthink, because the faster you try stuff, the faster you learn not only about your audience, but also what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's brilliant. I have this brandyism. Um number 742 and I, I you know the more you experience in life the more you understand about yourself and others around you yeah, yeah. And you know what, what what's hard about what I'm pushing out there about try stuff fast is a lot of brands will see that as a risk to their brand oh if we try this and it fails we're going to look bad and so on well there there are ways to manage that risk the biggest risk is to not try stuff, to be slow, to wait six or six months or a year to do anything. Because in the meantime, you've got startups, you've got people like my students mm-hmm. or people in other countries cranking stuff out every day and they're going to beat you. Right. And like then the biggest, ri- the, the, the biggest risk is not taking a risk to begin with, right? So you're basically risking That's a potential future by just not doing anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, you don't want to try stupid things, right? So you want to try things that make sense, and if it's uh, completely experimental on a limited basis, you know, draw down 200 names, not thousands, and try stuff out. Um, But, yeah, if if you're not innovating in today's (laughs) consumer-basing landscape, you are going to lose, absolutely. So we're going to be going for really uh, quick break here, but after we come back, I'd love to hear a little bit more, BJ, about how do you uh, shorten the path between awareness and action uh, using uh, using some of the research that you've uh, you've done recently. Great. Sit tight and don't move. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. Our clients have earned over one billion dollars. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money 
You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Hey, Joel Com here, and I want you to hear something. That's my ka-ching button, and it's the universal sound of success. Sounds good, doesn't it? How would you like to hear that ka-ching sound all the time? In my new book, Ka-ching, How to Run an Online Business That Pays and Pays, I lay out a strategy and a plan for you to create your own online success. Get your copy today at kachingbook.com, and I'll give you a ka-ching button for free. All the details are there at kachingbook.com. That's K-A-C-H-I-N-G book.com. Every affiliate marketer wants to build their own empire. Lavish trips, new cars, fancy threads. You know, be the talk of the town. That's why I found my empire with Empire Media. They work around the clock to customize my campaign. They have the connections, the clout, and the custom offers to monetize my website at every move. My website is measured and monetized to the max thanks to Empire Media. Look up EmpireMedia.com, E-M-P-Y-R-E-Media.com, and find out how fulfilling full-service affiliate marketing can be. Empire Media, reign over your competition. Affiliate Marketing Today, since 2004, the best source for affiliate marketing news, views, and education. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babbin of Webmaster Radio, and I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, Meg Walker, Director of Online Marketing for PR Web and Vogus. And, of course, we are super excited because, of course, we are joined again by our featured guest, uh, Dr. B.J. Fogg, Ph.D., Director of Persuasive Technology Lab from Stanford University. Welcome back, B.J. Hey, everyone. So as we were as we were talking right before the break, one of the things that um, that I think you can really shed some light on for us is how do we how do we get people from that point of awareness to that point of action? What's what are the what are the things that we need to understand to be able to move people forward in that way? Great. Well, the, the answer eighty percent of the answer is thinking clearly. And I know that sounds odd because <laughs> most of us think we do think clearly, but when it comes to human behavior change, the, the landscape is really, uh, it's messy. There's all these theories and ideas. Well, I think what we've done at Stanford is, is simplified it. We, we've extracted the, the secret sauce. And so what I'm going to do in the next minute or so, I hope, is to help everyone who's listening become a genius in uh, human behavior change. Yes, secret sauce. Yes, all right. Secret sauce, okay. (laughs) Genius, because you will be in the top 1% of people in the world who understand this. And so we'll see if I can do it in 60 seconds. There are three things to know about what causes human behavior. First of all, people have to be motivated. They have to have the ability to do what you're asking them to do, sign up for the newsletter, uh, buy a car, register for the conference. So Mm -hmm. motivation, ability, and then trigger is the third thing. There has to be a call to action, a trigger that says, do this now. Like my Uncle Louie over their back. (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) So if you remember those three things, and if you remember those things have to come together at the same moment for a behavior to occur, then you're definitely on the right path to closing that gap between awareness and action. And if the behavior is not happening, you can go back and say, are we triggering it? Okay. Can they do what we're asking? If we're asking them to donate a million dollars, maybe they can't do that. If it's 10 cents, yes. And then last, are they motivated to do what we're asking? That's how you troubleshoot it. Trigger, ability, motivation. So it's those three things and understanding those three things, that's what um, helps you achieve your goals and design for that. Now, when you create a system to get people to register for the conference or buy a car, what have you, your first attempt probably won't be the most successful. So you have to try stuff and you have to keep trying new things until you make it better and better. And if uh, you remember those three things, I think that puts you in the genius category of understanding um, human behavior change. Yeah, that's wonderful. And you know, you made you made a point earlier, um, which I think is you know very true, is keeping things simple. You know, people get caught up in the complexity and ambiguity of things when I think at the end of the day, it is simple. Exactly. And that's one of the important things in the model of motivation, ability, and triggers. If it's simple, then they have high ability to do stuff. So if it's very simple to make a donation, uh, it's only going to take 15 seconds and you're only asking for a quarter, boom. The motivation doesn't have to be very high to get people to do that. But if it's not simple, then then the motivation has to be high and it's likely the behavior won't happen. So the way I look at it is when it comes to changing people's behavior, simplicity matters more than motivation. And if you're not getting the results you want, think about how can we make this simpler? How do we, how do we maybe even change what our target is and make it an easier thing to do? For example, in some research I did last year about how to use online media to raise money, uh, we um, created a system, it was a true experiment, a true scientific experiment. The call to action, the request, wasn't donate money, but it was pledge money. And the pledge categories were $1, $5, $10. So that's a lot easier than actually donate money and type in your credit card. Um, so we reduced the, uh, the complexity of the behavior because what we wanted to study was how effective would video be, how effective would personalization be. We weren't studying pledging versus actually typing in credit cards. We were studying the other principles. Now, it's not that hard to get from a pledge to the fulfill the action. That's, that's that was my question. Okay. Yeah, well, that, that's not everyone who pledges is going to donate, but a good percentage will. But in this study, we were studying how do we use online media to get people to make that commitment, and the results were actually pretty spectacular. But the point here is we simplified the behavior. One dollar, even one dollar, that's Let's take a consumer-facing web service. Getting somebody to pay $1 for your service is 100 times better than somebody just joining it for free. Right, if something of dollar, something. You've, you've got something. Right, something yeah, of something, something is worth more than something of nothing. Which, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, all right, so but let me ask you a question then. I mean, I feel silly about this, but... Um, actually, I don't feel silly. I feel kind of dry. All right, anyway. <laughs> um, when you're asking someone to pledge, okay, and... Yeah. You know, we are, I, I, I do love, I asked should have kept this this branding, their instant gettification, because I thought that was brilliant, because we are, like, we're, we're in this, this on-demand, in my opinion, society. People want it, we want yeah. it now, yeah. and we want it how we want it. Um, so now you get someone to pledge a dollar, five dollars, what have you. It was, is it the 
honor system? Is it the fact that that person committed to doing something that you that the result? Because it's easy for me to say to you, you know, or online or whatever. Sure, BJ, I'll pledge ten dollars. I'll pledge two dollars. But mm-hmm. for me to follow through, or even to remember, maybe my, int- my maybe I have the best of intent that you know I was gonna I pledged a dollar to you, and yeah. <laughs> you, you know, but on the back end, I f- I forgot to do it. You know, how, how did you how did you bridge those two together? Well, in this study, we didn't move from pledging. Well, the client then moved forward and took the principles of the study and applied them to actual donation, and they boosted their uh, participation rate by over thirty percent. But let me let me kind of twist the question a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you're designing for a behavior like you know buy a car, sign up for the conference, or you know not just pledge money but donate, you can break that behavior down into preceding steps what we call the routes at Stanford. And so if it's, we want you to go to this webpage, enter your credit card and pledge, you can break that back into behaviors that have to come before that, and then you solve for the behaviors that come earlier. For example, we want to get people to open the email, we want get people to click on a link in the email, we want people then to watch the video on the site and then click through to the donation page. So all of those links in the chain and in the route have to be solved and if any one of those links is broken or weak, then you really don't get the end result. So I'm a big fan of breaking it back into um, the various routes and then solving for those. Um, the easiest link in the route, I think, or one of the easiest is you've already pledged, now I just follow up and get you to actually move forward with the commitment. Now, the, how much conversion you're going to get in that link depends on how solid the commitment was. If, if a friend was committing to me, BJ Fogg, and I'm following up saying, hey, Scott, it's time to come through, it's mm-hmm. going to be pretty high conversion. They're sort of anonymous and they can slip out of it. Well, people will, might say, oh, I'm just going to do it later. I'm a big believer in human nature and mm-hmm. that people are mostly good and people will mostly do the right thing and people will mostly follow through on their commitments. So um, that's not a part of that puzzle that I, I worry most about. It's more about how do I get them to that pledging stage? And at that point, we just use other, you know, just could just simply be reminders to finally get them to uh, make the donation if they're not doing it. Right. No, no. I was just trying to see, like, the, the whole path, you know, you, that you get that someone to path. pledge. But then once you, yeah. you get them to say, yeah, you know, they're committing, but they're not fully committing because they haven't followed through on that action. So I was just wondering on the back end, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in, in the path, and, and when you break it back to, uh, you know, what they have to do first, well, open the email, read it, click on mm-hmm. the link. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a term in our lab that we call the simplest behavior that matters, and that's what you design for first. What's the simplest behavior that matters? Well, it's probably not so much reading the email, or, um, but it might be clicking on the link and watching the video. So let's solve that first. Let's create a message. Let's test it. Let's make sure we can get people to go to the page and watch the video. And once that's done on a limited basis, then we start solving the next, the bigger behaviors. This also relates to creating habits and so on. Um, I'm a big fan of flossing, and you're going to see a flossing intervention <laughs> coming from me uh, in the future. Now, the key to flossing isn't flossing all your teeth. It's flossing one tooth every day and making that a habit. That's the simplest behavior that matters. And if I can get you to floss one tooth daily, over time you'll be flossing all your teeth daily. So I need to focus on one tooth every day, part of your routine. It's the simplest behavior that matters. And that's the kind of thinking that we're bringing to the table from my lab. 
understand the three components that have to come together to change behavior and and start with the simplest behavior that matters. Uh, you know what? I think I'm putting that in my email. Come let BJ Fogg <laughs> floss your teeth for you. <laughs> floss, floss, floss. You will be smiling. Let's let's do this. We're going to take a quick break, um, and we will be right back. And you know what? Let's touch on uh, interpersonal mass persuasion with social media. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Sit tight and don't move. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEO Fox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin of webmasterradio.fm, and I am joined with my lovely, beautiful, and ever-so-smart co-host, Meg Walker, Director of Online Marketing for PR Web and Vogus. All right, Meg, I'm upset. Why? Is, an, is another half an hour getting way too close? And we've got still an awesome question that I would love to get an answer from BJ Fogg about. Yeah, an awesome is that question? Yes. I know. I, I want like, a, I, I have like 74 more questions <laughs> that I think it, it would be extremely behooving for our listening audience, a true inspirational gift. And we have like three and a half minutes. Okay, but so then he gave I'll us, ask this he gave question us secret really sauce quickly if I can. Yeah. And that is, um, BJ, how can how can um, our listeners who tend to be uh, PR professionals and, and marketing professionals, how can they leverage some of the concepts that you have about mass interpersonal persuasion um, in social media 
to to reach their various spheres of influence. Yeah, well, the world changed in terms of influence, I think, in 2007 when Facebook launched Platform. And what I mean by that is they created a system where fairly ordinary people could create interactive experiences and distribute them through their, their social network. And so what's different now, and it's the most important shift in persuasion since the invention of radio, is you can take the power of interpersonal persuasion uh, the, the kinds of things that happen in, in teams and families and classrooms, and you have the reach of mass media thanks to social networks and online tools that allow friends to share with friends and, and or through Twitter or what have you, but it's people sharing with people. Now, that's not necessarily a super new answer. I mean, everyone hopefully understands we're in this new world where it's about friends sharing with friends, but understanding I'm an only why child. it's different... Yeah. Understanding Sorry. why it's different matters. It's now people can create, whether it's groups on Facebook, post a video to YouTube, the, the tools of creation are now in the hands of individuals, not big companies and not you know, traditional broadcast entities. So the fact that it's simpler to do now, you can do it fast, you can see the numbers, you can watch the metrics grow. Um, those pieces have come together to put us in a completely new world of persuasion. So to boil it back, down to what a professional might do is understand and create systems so people can either create content or easier share the content with their friends give them give them a reason to share it. and usually the reason people want to share is because it makes them look good or it makes them look clever or funny that's why people are you know suggesting links or videos or what have you and so you've got to give them a reason to let me ask you oh meg i'm so sorry oh no that's okay mm-hmm. go ahead no, I mean, I just, it, it, the interesting, you made a comment that I thought was, well, you made a lot of comments, BJ, that have been very interesting. Um, do you, you find, are you finding in your studies that from a credibility standpoint, that because we, you know, we have this connected world now on the internet with people utilizing Facebook and Twitter, et cetera, that um, people are connecting more because, you know, BJ made it, you know, you suggested a restaurant to me. You suggested a company to me versus, um, you know, mainstream media or or like typical advertise, what would, one would consider traditional advertising campaigns. Yeah, absolutely. I've not done scientific work to quantify that, but I think if you step back and look at the patterns, all of us would agree that we're paying, we have more ability to see what our friends like and what they're recommending. My, uh, you know, here's what's coming through on Twitter for me, here's what's on my Facebook feed. I pay attention to those things, and it's not everybody, it's specific people who I really trust, and I think the same is true for brands. So as we get bombarded more and more with information and what I call hot triggers and what have you, mm-hmm. people are gonna get better at selecting which individuals and which brands am I gonna listen to and trust, and that's where you wanna be. You wanna be somebody that you don't filter out, but somebody that pops out and says, oh my gosh, here's a brand I really like and trust, they're telling me to do this, or here's this person I really like and trust, I'm going to go to this site, I'm going to buy this, I'm going to check out this restaurant. That's where we're going, where there's going to be, this is sort of, um, in terms of credibility, which sources are the credible ones? Which ones do we like? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's becoming very apparent, because it's very obvious. It shows up in the Facebook feed, or it shows up on Twitter, you can track the clicks. Um, It's just what... And it's not a new dynamic, it's just that now it's mechanized. Computers are doing it, and the metrics 
uh, for measuring impact are clear. So it's just a little more crisp now. So it's basically giving uh, giving those people who are influencers in your audience a value to share your message that it makes them yeah. look smart or in the know or clever and then they will leverage the technology to share that message yeah that has to be in the I think has to be in the equation humans we humans are not that complicated number one we're lazy number two we're pack animals <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, number three we're creatures of habit well mm -hmm. we're pack animals and that means we want higher status in the pack we want to be admired so tap into that give somebody something that when they share it their status goes up they're either seen as funny or smarter or in the know something there's got to be something there for them to share it if it's like a, uh, a boring message that makes them look bad you know it's not that interesting right. so again that's probably not a surprise but understanding it from a human psychology standpoint oh we're pack animals oh we're lazy it's got to be easy to do oh we're creatures of habit if it's not habitual we have to somehow find the smallest behavior that matters and then turn it into a habit but I think that's like that's so very important you know helping people like you know to become a positive habit yeah. for your intended audiences we're gonna I apologize profusely BJ I'm gonna ask you if you would come back and do a part two with us Love to. Because Love to. we have, this has been terrific. Unfortunately, we've got Brasco landing a helicopter in the studio because we've got another fabulous <laughs> show coming up, like I think four minutes ago. Um, so thank you so much. Um, we're going to leave everyone in anticipation, but yet BJ is going to come back and uh, continue to expound his fabulous information and all the wonderful research they've done at Stanford. You can, of course, go out and purchase one of BJ's books, Dr. Uh, Dr. Fogg's books. Meg, thank you again for your awesome thank contribution. You. And uh, everybody, we'll be back next week, same time, same bat channel.